podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the NUFC Blogcast Toon Transfer Talk Summer Series. Thank you for coming back. Today we've got updates on Barnes, ASM, Livermento, Darlow, Lewis, Ashby, everyone. We're going to talk about all of that. Ollie's going to help us on the NUFC Blogcast. <laughs> Ollie, how are you? Uh, how's it going? Yeah, all good. It's funny because I think I said this time last week on this Toon Transfer Roundup podcast that it had gone a little bit quiet, but because it had gone quiet, I was expecting it to then get sort of really busy again this week, and that's exactly what's happened. So, so yeah, it looks like, um, I guess, starting with, with an outgoing, which has led to an incoming, is that Tuesday we saw the updates on St. Maximan, and leading up to that Rangers game, there was quite a few updates online saying that there's rumours that St. Maximan's not going to be in the squad. He's not travelled to Rangers and he's going to be leaving. And then when the team news was announced at 6.45, he obviously wasn't there. And then after the game, Eddie Howe confirmed, to be honest with you, I don't know if you saw the quotes, but it, Howe pretty much spoke like he was gone at that point. And obviously since St. Are you, Maximan's... Are you, are you sad, Ollie? Are you sad? sad? I am, to be honest with you. Like, as soon as I saw the talk of Arsene oh, Maximan's not travelling, I thought, well, the writing's on the wall now. He's, he's leaving, isn't he? And I think all this talk of him going to Saudi, initially, I wasn't really... I thought it would be an easy rumour to make up, put it that way. I thought, you can just... I mean, obviously, Saudi are going for so many Premier League players now and throwing their money about. And when I saw him linked there, I thought, oh, would he really want that move when we've just gotten in the Champions League? And obviously, he's been dreaming of playing in the Champions League with us. So when he, like I say, wasn't in the squad, I thought, oh, it kind of kind of hit me that it's going to be a bit sad and not have him around anymore. I, I think maybe it, maybe this has been coming for a long time. I think it has really, whether it's been his inconsistencies or his injuries or the fact he maybe doesn't fit into a Howe team in terms of him not being a, a big like presser. But when you look at what Howe said about him, he clearly wasn't a troublemaker. He cl- Howe clearly value, values him highly, but just accept that, sadly, to satisfy FFP restrictions and also create some space and raise more funds for more incomings. It sounds like someone had to go and it's him. So yeah, I am a bit sad to be honest. I don't know what what your sort of immediate reaction is to it. Yeah, I'm I'm sad because I, I mainly not because of his talent or anything like that. We've we've lost players, you know, very talented players before, but ASM, Sam Maximan, really it seemed like he loved Newcastle, right? It seemed like he yeah. liked the fans. He got on with them. He wanted to stay, kind of, if he was going to play. I mean, obviously, that, that that comes to a point. But it wasn't like he threw the hat in. You know, there was the yeah. year before we got taken over under Steve Bruce. He was the one that we'd turn up to watch, right? It wasn't... Exactly, yeah. Yeah. That was it. I mean, he, I, I think that's exactly a lot of praise. It. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, during those times... I mean, obviously, we've had... Under the Steve Bruce days, there was obviously the Joe Willock run when he was on loan and he scored, I don't know, like seven, eight games in a row. And we always had Wilson scoring the goals when fit. But St. Maximan was the reason I turned up to St. James's Park excited. And if I thought we were going to lose, at least I would, I mean, this sounds like defeatist attitude, but it was a bit like that at the time. At least we'd get to watch St. Maximan sort of just just entertain us. And do you know what I mean? And like you say, he was a bit of a free spirit out off the pitch as well. Like the way he would interact with fans and some of his funny comments on social media. And you could, like you say, you could really tell he loved the club and the people. And it's just, for me, it's just a shame he's not going to have that one season in the Champions League where we thought, right, Let's let's see like let's see if he can up his game. Let's see if he can stay fit and and deliver and, and kind of be the latest player to be taking his game to the next level under Eddie Howe. But at the end of the day, I mean, it's, I I think moving on to Harvey Barnes now, who as we know like look looks set to sign, and we can obviously give you an update on that soon. But 
I, I guess it makes sense to bring in a player that's more of an Eddie Howe player. And if that's what we needed to do for FFP, and if that not only leads to the signing of Barnes, but more signings beyond that, then maybe this was the right time to sell him. Um, and how much is it going for? And is it is it enough? Yeah, so it was interesting. This. So on the Tuesday night when it was all kind of coming out that St. Maximan was leaving, there was a few reports from France suggesting that it was 25 million euros, which was only, well, it was 21 million in, in British pounds, which I thought that's nowhere near enough. Like when you see what Ruben Neves was going for, obviously a very good player, but I think he went for about 50 million in the last year of his contract. And don't get me wrong, Ruben Neves is an experienced Premier League like captain. He's Portugal, Portuguese regular, was linked with Barcelona. But I thought if Neves was going for that in his last last year of his deal, I thought surely St. Maximan's going to go for about 40. But anyway, the, I got some information from some someone who's sort of kept me well informed over the summer and given me quite a few bits of information who I speak to. And he told me that the fee where he, we're going to get for St. Maximan is 30 million plus bonuses. And I don't know how much they're due to be in bonuses, but I know that's it's guaranteed payments. So it's not performance-based where obviously he has to reach a certain number of goals or assists or performances to, or appearances rather, to, to reach the bonus. It's it's guaranteed installments. I just don't know what that amount is. Um, So it looks like 30 million plus add-ons. That's what I've been told. Yeah, uh, that feels that feels slightly low for me. Like th- I, 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 I think I was imagining thirty-five, forty. Yeah, particularly if I... it's Saudi. Particularly, I know. I mean, to be honest, it helps our cause in in the sort of Twitter debates, doesn't it? Where everyone says, "Oh, you're selling, you're selling some Maximan to Saudi, and it's just all incestual dealings with PIF and everything." Yeah. Well, no, we're getting less actually. It seems than what well, is yeah. fair market value for players going to Saudi. I know what you mean. It does make you wonder, doesn't it? Because we saw the seller front of shirt sponsor, which is only 25 million a season, which is a massive increase on Fun 88, but actually a massive decrease on what the likes of Man United, Man City, Arsenal, all those guys get. So it feels like now, like is it like related party deals are getting scrutinized so much that it's actually gone the other way and we're actually getting an unfair fee? So I, I, you almost wonder, have we agreed a fairly modest fee there just so we don't get sort of people on our backs throwing the book at us saying you've you've broken laws it does seem we're being super careful it seems like with all this ffp chat it does feel like we're being more careful than city ever were than chelsea ever have been like i think we've got to be having that well well, that's the the thing are we just under more scrutiny than anyone has ever been in history and therefore we're just being super super careful Is is that what's happening it seems like that yeah, and, and to be honest, it, to be honest, if it is that, fine. But yeah, yeah. someone tell me that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, anyway, I, I guess we can, we're going to do a podcast soon, I think, reflecting on St. Maximan's time at Newcastle and, uh, and, and much more on that. But I guess moving on, we've mentioned there St. Maximan, he's left. Well, he's, he's not officially gone, but it's meant to be 30 million plus bonuses. And apparently, according to a few sort of leading outlets in France, he's having his medical uh at Al Ali on Friday. So it looks like that move's all set to go ahead. And as we know, ever since that exit was kind of announced, it came forward that the Harvey Barnes move had accelerated. So um Joel Bland, he's a guy on Twitter, Joel Bland Sport, he's worth a follow. He gets some really good info. He actually did an exclusive for the blog saying that Harvey Barnes actually arrived on Tyneside with his agent on Wednesday afternoon. That was before the deal was officially agreed, but I think it was it was quite clear that once St. Maximan was done, well, not done, but he was heading to Saudi, that the Barnes deal was going to move forward. And he re- anyway, he released a piece for the blog saying that Barnes and his agent arrived on Tyneside on Wednesday. They went to the training ground and they had an introductory meeting with Dan Ashworth 
And then a couple of hours after that, it was all kind of it all became official in the in the media that we'd agreed a 38 million deal for Harvey Barnes. So that all came out on Wednesday night. And then first thing Thursday, there was pictures of Barnes at St. James's Park where he was doing media duties and no doubt maybe doing a something like who knows pictures or the short NUFC TV interview or anything like that. Um, or maybe just getting a tour of the stadium. But soon after that, he was then pictured with a, a Newcastle fan outside the state, outside of the, the training ground. Sorry, how where... is that? Can I ask you, Ollie? You'll know. How is there always someone at the back of the stadium taking a picture of our new signings in kind of blurry? <laughs> it's from, from like some sort of long lens camera. What's going well, on? Do you know there? what? I saw that. I saw the picture that came out. It was quite blurry, but it was definitely today's picture of Barnes because what he was wearing was the same as what he was wearing walking around the training ground. But you know what? Someone commented on that saying, who's taking that? The dead pigeon in the Gallagher. <laughs> like, so, yeah, uh, like, it's just bizarre. We always seem to get a photo like that first. <laughs> I remember even back from sort of Albert Luque days when he signed, there was a picture exactly like that. Is it? Is it yeah. like a club official who who like leaks it or something? I don't know. It's well, just, just Adam bizarre. Pearson. Ad- Adam yeah, Pearson's probably work rate that good. He's got to be yeah. there. He'll it's, be it's, there. It's him. Let's just say it's him. Um, Adam Pierce must just have several clones just to get everywhere to make sure he's getting all the news and pick pictures and I think yeah. so yeah I, I, yeah I met Adam Pearson once he's a lovely bloke I, I met him at Bournemouth away last season but anyway oh yeah I'm sure I'm sure you've met him as well um, you know what? I met him once when we went in for the um, went into the press area for a Carabao Cup game at the back end of last year and he was there um, we had like lots of different fan channels in that day in the press area and yeah I was chatting to him he's a nice guy and Doing really well as well. So hats off to him. He's doing doing really good. Hats off to Puts in him. the work. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely great. If you don't know who he is, he's a Newcastle. You will do, but Newcastle YouTuber. Anyway, um, let's take a break there because we've talked about Barnes and ASM enough. Is there anything else to talk about with them or are we going to leave? Yeah. Them? So the last thing is, I mean, as I say, he was here on Wednesday. He's met Dan Ashworth. He's looks like he's completed his medical over Wednesday and Thursday. And now we're recording this Thursday night. So this is going to come out Friday. So but it's worth noting at the minute that Newcastle put a tweet out saying that their third kit is going to be announced at 9am on Friday morning. Now, I've got a pretty strong feeling, and I've been told as much, that when the third kit is released at 9 o'clock, they could combine the release of the third kit with the announcement of Harvey Barnes. So oy, oy, who oy. knows if those two, two things will happen, but I've been told, and let's face it, you can probably put two and two together and think if they're going to release the third kit, they'd be wise to have Harvey Barnes in the kit. Yeah. And so, also, uh, you can win one of those kits by going to NFC Blog Co UK on Twitter and uh, following the instructions. Is that right, Ollie? Yes, we've um, we've we've put a competition out there, and we've we've pinned that tweet to our profile. So if you go on NFC Blog's uh, Twitter page, it's NFC Blog Co UK, as Ed just mentioned there, the top tweet on our on our page there has all the details of how to enter. So yeah, if, if you enter that, you'll get a chance to to win the new kit. Yeah. But yeah, mm. yeah. So Barnes should be announced today. This is gonna, like I say, this podcast is going out on Friday, and and St. Maximan's due to have his medical with Al Ali on the same day. So it looks like Barnes in, St. Maximan out, and there's potentially one more, which I think we're going to talk about after the break. Let's have a quick break. Welcome back. Let's talk about the one that's been going on for ages now. I'm quite excited about this one. Livramento. Talk to us, Holly. Yeah, so we actually put an exclusive out, um, again, chatting to someone who seems to have some really good knowledge behind the scenes of Newcastle and some of the transfer goings on there. And we released an exclusive on the 6th of June, I think it was, about 
Livermento and the fact that Newcastle had reached out to his representatives to hold talks over a move. And then later in June, so last month, it all came out from like the Telegraph, the Athletic, that we'd made an initial bid, but we'd had it rejected. And we were sort of still in talks with Livermento, but that one went a little bit quiet. And obviously it's been all about Barnes and St. Maximan over the past few days. But on Thursday night, it came out from The Guardian, their senior reporter, Jacob Steinberg, he announced that Southampton are close to selling Livermento to Newcastle for a deal in the region of £30 million. And it's interesting that because I read a report from the Telegraph, I think it was last week, where Luke Edwards stuck his neck on the line and said, Newcastle are looking to sort of regretfully sell St. Maximan to fund not only a deal for Barnes, but to also release more cash to to potentially bring in Livermento too. And I don't quite know how it works, but there's like there's like is it amortization it's called? It's like a yeah, basically... it's what Chelsea have done lots. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it it it's it's if you bring in if we bring in thirty million pound cash up front for ASM, then we can spend five times that this summer. So we could spend one hundred fifty million pounds more now that we've sold. ASM for 30 million because we can amortize over five years or if if you're Chelsea eight years um the cash so yeah so the ASM sure deal could, could the ASM deal could be extremely important yeah because I wasn't sure if it works that obviously we would get the 30 million for St Maximan and if we then brought in Barnes for 38 but over a five-year deal that's almost spread out over the five years but e- yeah, either way that's exactly kind of that's exactly out. how it works yeah 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 I guess either way it's worked out and the Telegraph said last week that to sell St. Maximan wouldn't just be obviously getting a high earner off the wage bill and also bringing in a decent uh, amount of money. It would free up certain things from an FFP perspective that allow us to also put more money into another deal. And it looks like that other deal is Livermento, who's a right back at Southampton, who spent the majority of last season, well, pretty much all of it actually, until the last two games, out recovering from an ACL injury, which is a bit of a concern because that's like a really serious knee injury, but he's the fact we're making moves from suggests to me that we're totally happy with with his recovery. He's really young, and I think the quality of recovery programs now are so good, so that those injuries, if caught early in the in the career, don't actually have too much of a detrimental effect. Yeah, and before that, um, the season before, he was sensational as an eighteen-year-old, yeah. whatever he was. Came from Chelsea on loan initially. He uh, was an explosive attacking right winger who was also decent defensively and um i only know this because i'm my full-time job is fantasy football and everyone got him in as a 4.0 defender um, for southampton yeah yeah because he was just starting he was brilliant and he was attacking so that was he's a a very exciting player yeah in his in his first in his first season at southampton obviously previous season just gone he's been out with an injury but the season before that like you say he was only 18 and he was standing out as one of the most impressive right backs in the Premier League. He's he's quick, he's powerful, he's quite a direct runner with the ball. He can really get forward, but he's seems quite tough as well and quite durable. And I think I haven't noticed him play left back much, but apparently he can play down either flank. So whether that means he could play at right back and if needed, Trippier can fill in at left back, or just a case of we've got so many games to play and that if Trippier needs a rest, we've got a, a quality option in Livermento to come in. So so yeah, anyway, the, the Guardian is saying that he's a, he's now expected to join Harvey Barnes and Sandro Tonali at Newcastle. And they're saying a deal around 30 million looks looks like it's going to go ahead. So maybe that explains the St. Maximan sale a little bit more. It not only allowed us to bring in Barnes, but also gave us that extra bit of wiggle room to then up our bid for Livramento, who, based on reports, looks set to sign now, I think. Ollie, could I ask you a question? Go on. Could 
there be a chance that Eddie Howe is planning to play Trippier left back? See, I've seen people mention like Gareth this Southgate, because... like Gareth Southgate does for England. I mean, the thing is with this, people are saying Livermento is so good that surely he doesn't come in to just play back up to Trippier. Because let's face it, if Trippier's fit every week, he plays. So it makes you wonder if I Trippier mean... is fit every week, mate. He's never not well, been fit, any. Honestly, there's times where he, I'm pretty sure he broke his metatarsal against Villa last the season before last and played on for the rest of the game. And then it, we realised he needed surgery and was out for a Mate, few months. Rumours are he broke his spine halfway through last season, but he just <laughs> he just continued playing, so it's fine. But yeah, it, I mean, one thing that I'm starting to wonder now is I don't actually think we've got the money to spend a lot on, say, a Kieran Tierney at left back. So if we haven't got the money now... Or a Theo Hernandez, who would be 50 million, 60 million, well, something, yeah. Ex- Exactly. So if we haven't got the money now to sign a top left back and we know that Trippier can play there, it's obviously a very big shift. And we need to remember that Trippier is a huge part of our team. And obviously, why would you move a player that plays such a crucial role and links up with Almiron and has has that little interchange going on down the right? But if we think he can play there, and let's face it, I think he could fill in pretty much anywhere and look good. Then well, I, if he plays left back for England, yeah, yeah, I mean, he well, plays he left back for England. He does that. I mean, he's done yeah. it five, six, seven, eight, nine times now. And um... well, yeah, that's it. So, so that that is an option. I mean, at the end of the day, whether it's whether it's um, Livermento as backup or just the flexibility to have Livermento as left back or right back or or have Trippier in that role, it's good to see us sign another versatile player, which seems to be a bit of a theme with Eddie Howe. So, yeah. so yeah. Cool. Right, we need to be much quicker. It's my fault. Uh, I'm I'm dallying. I don't normally, but let's go. Let's do a couple of quick fire ones. Let's go. First of all, we'll do Darlow, and then we'll have a break. But Darlow is Darlow leaving? I mean, I, yeah, I, so I, I was on I was on Twitter earlier today, and I watched highlights. Someone went, Darlow might be leaving. Let's watch highlights of that match winning performance against Liverpool. It wasn't match winning, but he got a draw, and he was. He has pulled out some unbelievable saves, hasn't he, in his time? So he leaves yeah. with his head held high. Yeah, so he's he's actually in the 34-man squad that's currently in America for our like summer series games against, what is it, Villa, Chelsea, Brighton. So he is with the squad, but it's come out today from the Mail and I think Scott Wilson at the Northern Echo that Newcastle are basically ready to let him leave our US training camp if Bournemouth can agree a fee with Newcastle. So it looks like Bournemouth are close to agreeing a deal. Apparently Newcastle won five million. And if a deal is agreed there, he's going to be allowed to leave at sort of training camp in America and sign for Bournemouth. Um, Middlesbrough and Hull had shown interest, but obviously how both much? the championship teams. And I think you are sorry. Do we know how much? I think Newcastle won five million, but what Bournemouth are right. prepared to pay, obviously who knows. But but yeah, it makes sense to move him on. I think Carrius has got a new deal. It sounds like how plans to keep Dubravka. Um, we've got Pope. We've, I mean, we've we've even got Gillespie in the background. So we've got a stupid number of goalkeepers, and there's only so many that can make our 25-man squad. So yeah, I think it makes sense for Darlow to move on. And if you can go to a Premier League club in Bournemouth, he's probably done pretty well, really. Brilliant. Let's take a break there, and then we'll come back and talk about Lewis, Ashby, Diaby, Diassi, three England talents to sign and one England talent to leave. Let's have a break. <laughs> Welcome back. So, talk to us. Jamal Lewis has played left wing, as far as I can tell, in the first couple of games of the season. Is he on his way out? Yeah, you're right. He started on the left wing against Gateshead, and then he did exactly the same against Rangers, and made me wonder, is this Newcastle trying to kind of put him in the shop window a little bit? Because they know he's a, a high earner who we could do with moving on. And obviously, to impress people, he has to play and build some confidence, and he's had none of that really ever since Steve Bruce came in and kind of shattered his, his confidence. So anyway, it's 
it's come out from the mail that Watford are showing interest. Obviously, they're in the championship now. Um, apparently, it's over a potential loan deal, which isn't ideal because we'd probably be paying a, a portion of his wages if he did go there. But let's face it, I'm not expecting anyone to buy Jamal Lewis permanently at the minute after like kind of being in the background for a while and not really playing much football. So, so yeah, it's Jamal weird, Lewis. Is... Because I remember when we bought him, he was so highly rated from Norwich. Yeah, I remember Liverpool went for him. We got yeah, that him, was it, and it was like oh. What a signing. Because there was Aaron's they had on the right, Max Aaron's, yeah. and there was Jamal yeah. Lewis on the left. And they'd been brilliant all season. And I, I, I remember thinking, that's our left back for the next 10 years. And yeah, yeah, exactly. He's completely collapsed. I mean, he's mid-20s now. I know that's still plenty of years ahead of him, but he signed as like a early 20s, like got 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 the future ahead of him and he's huge potential and he'll only get better. And I just kind of wish he'd come in at the start of Eddie Howe's time and not at a point where he'd almost lost all of his confidence and had injury issues. And, um, but who knows, maybe even if, maybe even if Howard signed him, he, he wouldn't have quite made it, but, but yeah, anyway, it looks like Watford are looking at him on loan. I know Craig Hope said that's one that could, could sort of move forward in the next few days. If obviously Watford are happy to pay a certain portion of his wages. And then another full Newcastle fullback who's receiving interest, um, Wales, the Wales online, who were like the sort of chronicle version of, well, it's like it's the same group that run the Chronicle, I think, but it's an it's an outlet in Wales, and they're reporting that Swansea are showing interest in signing Harrison Ashby on loan. And um, again, if Tino Livramento is going to come in at right back, um, we've still got Kraft and Mankio on the books. I think Mankio is going to leave, but the point being is, if 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 Livramento is going to come in, that's going to block Harrison Ashby's route to game time even more. So a loan spell in the Championship with Swansea could make a lot of sense. So. So yeah, there's two two fullbacks there linked with championship moves. Lewis potentially to Watford, Ashby potentially to Swansea. I think both would be good moves, to be honest, to just sort of again take some money off the wage bill, but just free up some space as well. Because we've got a we've got a lot of fullbacks, haven't we? When you look at it, we've got Dummett's got a new deal. We've got Target. We've got Byrne, who's played at left back. We've got Trippier, Mankio, Kraft, Ashby, and obviously Lewis as well. So if we're going to bring in Livramento, who can play down both flanks, it's it would make sense to move a couple on. Yeah, 100%. Um, Diaby. Now, yeah. we talked about Diaby last week. Diaby, we thought he was going to a Saudi club. We, we've we been linked with him in the past for 60 or so million. Sounds like Aston Villa have signed him for about £50 million. Pounds. What do we think? Yeah, so... Is this a good thing for us? Is, is this a bad thing for us? Is this a neutral thing for us? Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, he's been linked with Newcastle for so long, and he's been doing really well at Bayer Leverkusen, and... I remember it was last summer where we were heavily linked, but apparently we were initially priced out of a move because they wanted about 60 million and they were in a position of power then because they just qualified for the Champions League. And at the time, we were a Newcastle that had only just stayed up. And obviously we had big plans, but we weren't able to offer Champions League football. We were only able to say, we've just stayed up under Eddie Howe and we're going to be making big moves. And obviously he ended up staying at Bayer Leverkusen. And then fast forward 12 months, he's had another really good season, like 14 goals, 11 assists. And... The difference being this time, though, is it sounds like he's available for much less. So, as you mentioned there, Al Nassar, is it Al Nassar or Al Nassir? I'm not sure. But it's the team Cristiano Ronaldo plays for in Saudi. Yeah, They've been linked with him a lot over the last few days and they've been making bids as of Aston Villa. Anyway, on Thursday night, Fabrizio Romano gave it the whole here-we-go announcement that the players picked Aston Villa and that he's set the sign for them. He's excited by Unai Emery's project and things like that. So... Fabrizio Romano is saying it's going to be around 43 million. He said 50 million euros, but that's, I think that's 43 million in pounds. And then 
soon after that, the Athletic are saying that it's only 34 million. So either way, it's far less than we were looking to get him for 12 months ago. But um, I, I don't suppose, know. I suppose that the point is, isn't it? Like, let's be, keep it brief because it's not our signing. Like, we well, exactly. clearly, clearly Eddie Howe ended up choosing or deciding he didn't want him. Yeah. Um, so let's just go, fine. All right. Well, I, do you know what? I think that's a very good point, actually, because I think the fact his price tag's come down, well, it's clearly come down quite a lot to compare to what we were quoted last summer. People might look there and say, oh, we've missed out on Diaby. Oh, we should have got him. But if he's available for that much money, we haven't missed out. We've decided to go elsewhere. So yeah. he's gone to Villa. It'll be interesting to see how he does. He'll be playing against us potentially in the first game of the season. But anyway, we never wanted him in the first place, just like James Madison. We never wanted him. <laughs> Any player that does not sign for us, I never wanted in the first place. Let's take a quick break. Then we're going to come back and talk about Diassi. Three England talents to sign, one England talent to leave. Welcome back. Uh, so Diassi, let's be quick here because we've been quite quite a long time here. Let's. It's my fault. Let's go Diassi and then three England talents to sign, one England talent to leave. First of all, Diassi. Is he signing? Is he not? Yeah, so Monaco's centre-back, Del De Sassi. So it came out from Fabrizio Romano that we were in talks to sign him. And a lot of people have been saying this is agent-led and, or at least suspecting it was agent-led. But obviously when Romano comes out and says you're in talks and you've contacted the player's side and it all you, you believe it because Romano tends to report things that are true. But a couple of days ago, Keith Downey at Sky Sports said that it's his information that we're not in talks with De Sassi and that it's all agent-driven. So... Who do you believe, Fabrizio Romano or Sky Sports? But Romano says we're in talks. Sky Sports say it's all agent-driven and he's not a target. So who knows there? We'll have to just see. But uh, conflicting claims on De Sassi, so we'll have to see what, what comes of that. Okay, I'm um, sure we'll talk about him again, yeah. No and then doubt. the three England talents to sign. I mean, that sounds very, very attractive, but I'm sure they're probably people we've never heard of, right? Yeah, Youngsters. well... Well, it's interesting. Two of them we actually mentioned in an exclusive from the blog. So I'm actually really happy with this. They've proved to be true, it seems. So basically, Craig Hope from the Mail said that Newcastle are expected to sign a guy called Leo Shaha. He's a Wolves fullback. He's 16. He's played for England's under-15s. And he's meant to be good. I mean, if the fact he plays for England at youth level is a promising thing. He's another right back. So, But obviously, he's only, he's only 16. So he'll be one for the future and one... That probably goes into our under 18s. And the other two that he's mentioned are players we had in an, in an exclusive a couple of weeks ago. Um, is a Birmingham winger called Trevon Sanusi and a guy called Divine Mukasa, who's a former West Ham midfielder who rejected a contract at West Ham. Both of them are England under 18 internationals. Um, I think they recently won a tournament out in France for England's youth team. And uh, Craig Hope says that this Leo Shaha from Wolves is set to sign and that deals for Sanusi and Mukasa are in the offing as well and expected to go through. So so that's good for us if, if they're both, two, well, three England youth players and good for the blog as well that we got the exclusive on that and reported it a couple of weeks ago. But the bad news is that a midfielder who actually played in that same England under-18 team as Sanusi and Mukasa, Ollie Harrison, so he's a, a midfielder in, in our under-18 side, he's apparently rejected a new contract at Newcastle and He's being persuaded to stay by Dan Ashworth, but in the end, despite Newcastle fighting hard to keep him, it looks like he's going to sign for Chelsea. So, yeah, that's a bit of a shame. Um, you kind of would think at this stage when Newcastle are on the up that we wouldn't be losing some of our best young talents. Obviously, it's all under 18, under 21 level, but you wouldn't 
think Newcastle in this position would be losing them to the likes of Chelsea, but um, apparently the club weren't prepared to break their wage structure at that level to keep him in. He's going to Chelsea. So Ollie Harrison's leaving, but three England youth internationals apparently will be coming in. So it's good to see, as I've always said on the podcast there, it's good to see he's investing in the academy because that was completely 100%. neglected under Ashley, wasn't it? Yeah, I've said it as well. Uh, you and me have both said the the, the most amazing thing is about this takeover. First of all, it's we're run properly. But second of all, our recruitment is twofold. The immediate, and we're doing it really well immediately. Every single signing for our first team has been brilliant. But second yeah. of all, the youth. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, 100%. it's so good. I mean, we just, this level of competence and like just, just professional respected people running our club is just so yeah. it makes me proud and it's almost you know, alien when was the last time we felt pride as newcastle fans yeah i mean that's it under mike ashley we weren't run as a proper professional football club it was kind of mike ashley who was never there and then lee charnley doing all of his work or, or lack of it so so yeah i mean a big thing as well i think about these youth signings is that you know you say the likes of um, man city sell lavia to southampton for about 20 million last summer now, this is a player that's not kicked a ball for Man City, but gotten about 20 million. If we can get our academy to that position where we've got players who were bringing in for very little, developing, and then selling for big money. I know that sounds like we're becoming a selling club, but actually it just really improves your ability to spend and the way you manoeuvre around FFP. So if we can sign some of these players, develop them, okay, we might then realise that they're not good enough for the first team. But if we can then be selling them for good money, it all really helps balance the books, doesn't it? Yeah, 100%. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to Toon Transfer Talk, another one, summer special. Every week, I worry that there's nothing going to be talked about, and we've always got something to talk about. So thank you for Ollie. Thank you for all his expert advice. If you like the show, please email us at nufcblogcast at gmail.com. Follow us at nufcblogcast or at nufcblogco.uk that was mentioned earlier. Thank you, Ollie. Say goodbye. Thanks for listening, everyone. See you later. We'll be back on Monday or Tuesday next week. Thank you. See ya. Podcast Network.